0: A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight, I, I, I wanna know who you are. I wanna know a little bit more about you first. Now you first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen.
2: The internet, social media, dating and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner, and we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast I Met My Murderer online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully, how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case. The investigators. They discovered a victim inside the house. Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves.
0: You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people?
2: If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As you know, I truly enjoy getting feedback from all of you who listen to this podcast. And I feel very fortunate to share the stories behind the stories with you. It is indeed my therapy. And I try to read every single comment I get. My producer, Joe Garner, goes through them first and, you know, makes sure I see all the things that you have to say and listen to all the audio recordings of your questions, which I love. And I think it's a great thing to add to the show, great production value. And sometimes people just write in, for whatever reason, it's easier, they don't wanna make an audio recording or whatever. But about a week ago, a listener named Chris Haynes wrote, asking for an episode on a predator I've caught named Elias Baylon. And I thought it was a great idea. I had sort of forgotten about Elias, who goes by the name Rudy, but he was a very interesting case. He was the, I guess you could call him the quote unquote bachelor predator. You know, he brought a rose to a girl who he thought was 14 years old, a girl with whom he wanted to have sex. The girl was actually a decoy. Lame. Lame. As Laney was her screen name. And Elias Rudy Belon, who was 23 at the time, went by the screen name Daytona O2. He lived in Miami. And the chat in this case was lengthy. I mean, it went on for almost an entire week. And it's a classic case of grooming. It's a classic case of lying. And I believe it's a classic case of this guy has done it before. He was too skilled, too smooth. And not only did he have this chat with someone he thought was a 14-year-old girl for nearly a week before he showed up at the Stinghouse, he also communicated with the decoy by phone. And we have recordings of one of those conversations. I'll play them in a little bit here. Ultimately, we would find out by Rudy's own admission that he was in fact married. And he was married into a family who was not going to be really pleased when they saw old Rudy on TV. The chat... Really gets down to business pretty quickly. Sup? So, you 14? Yeah, I see. I would go to jail. That's within seconds of the chat. You, says lame as Laney? 23, actually 22. He's about to turn 23. Sorry. Yeah, okay. My birthday is next month, he says happy early birthday so tell me how a 14 year old girl have fun just go to the mall he asks, movies, etc yeah says the decoy, shop chase guys Daytona O2 says ha 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 stuff like that she says lol, nice says Rudy what kind of clothes you buy are you picky for that I like all kinds, she says. I don't shop at the Salvation Army, though. Any brand in special? Ha ha ha. Where? Mises? Yeah. Why? I work there. I can get free clothes, he says. Now, he's right away looking for a way to coax, groom, create a bond. An inappropriate, illegal bond with a child that will lead to sex. Really, she says, all caps. Now I'm playing. Ha ha ha. Gotcha. Why does somebody do that? Why does somebody even speak with a 14 year old girl? Even if you're out there looking for sex from someone your own age, or at least someone of legal age, why do you even continue the conversation once somebody says they're 14? I mean, I know why intellectually but all the warning signs are already out there just minutes into this conversation. You live in Miami, he asks. No. Where then? Fort Myers. Damn, far away. So you white American? Yeah, you got pics? Yeah, MySpace, she says. Remember, this is 2006. Let me see them. The MySpace link on my Yahoo profile. I saw your pic in that profile. You cute. You have a boyfriend? Here we go. No. I had one, but we broke up. I see. You have one, she asks. Before he gets to that, he asks, what happened? He screwed my mom. That's a line some of the decoys used to use. I see. Yeah, I have one now, he says. A girlfriend. Now, remember, he's actually married. He will talk throughout this conversation about his jealous girlfriend and how they have to be careful about how they meet. He doesn't want her to find out. He wants to break up, but she won't let him. That's what he says. She's too jealous. Oh, that sucks. Has the decoy. Yeah, you lost your virginity with this guy or are you still a virgin? He wants to know. No, I lost it with him. I see. I lost mine your age with a friend. That's cool, she says. It was good. LOL. And then Daytona 02, Rudy, wants to know, did it hurt? Yeah. Damn. But you like it? After you do it for a little, you feel the pleasure, etc. Huh? Forget it. So what's up? Nothing, just chilling, she says. Nice. I'm kind of tired. What kind of music do you like? Now, he's going to play this game where he pushes in, probes about sex with this girl, and then backs up and talks about other things. Music. You know, everyday stuff. Then he's going to tell the girl how he likes to tear up Miami on Friday evenings and party with his boys. He finally gets around to getting her name, Lainey, introduces himself as Rudy. Rudy. Again, his real name, Elias Balan. And then she wants to know, so if you don't work for Macy's, where do you work? Anywhere I can get free clothes? The decoys know how to keep the conversation going. Ha ha ha, I'll buy you clothes, he says. That's the free way. Rock on, she says. I got two jobs. One is mine and the other a job. Wow, you work hard, she says. I'm in an accounting department of a company, and I have my business. Wow, what do you do? I export high-performance parts. I mean, for your own business, for cars, you know, turbos, mufflers, for fast cars, yeah. Now, this part is true. We never did find out exactly where Rudy worked in accounting, but we do know that he did work for a company that exported high-performance engine and car parts and it appears he's still working for that company today but a lot has happened in between i'll get to that shortly he talks about the car he has a jetta gli six speed the new one 1.8 turbocharger that's cool can i drive it she says i would teach you i would love that it's sad you so far away but you know so yeah look I don't live that far away, she says. Then there's talk about sharing photos. It takes him a while, but he manages to email some pictures of himself, and the decoy tells him that he's very cute. Hot, in fact. Then there's a phone call. Hello. Hello. Is
1: this, what's his name? Lainey. Oh, mm. you're not is a,
0: a cop? <laughs> no. <we're not>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right away in the conversation, you heard it. Are you a cop? He's suspicious. He knows what he's doing is illegal. And that it could land him in jail. He's going to laugh his way through it, but he knows he's on thin ice here.
2: That's Okay. <laughs> I wish I was a cop. You know, I
0: could go to jail. That's why. Yeah. I
1: don't
0: know. So you're 14 years old for real?
1: Yeah.
0: Are you 14 years old for real? She asks. Do I sound it? Why?
2: Do I not sound it?
0: Huh? What was that?
1: I was laughing. No. Why? Because I'm shy. You shy? Yeah.
0: Why? Well, I'm shy, too. I'm shy, too. Well, now, the 22, almost 23-year-old is trying to have something in common with this child. No, I just want to make
1: sure you're not, like, you know, you're not a cop, because I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in the chapter. That's why I don't want to be in trouble.
0: There's a lot of things going on, he says, and I don't want to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Trouble is just days away, Rudy. So what's up?
1: Well then, my dad's in his room doing some work, and I had to go in the other room. Your dad doesn't let you talk on the phone?
2: Um,
1: Not
0: really.
2: He does, but...
0: Wow. Wow. And just to drive the point home that Rudy is dealing with a child, she reiterates to him that she lives with her dad and the dad is in the other room. The dad's working. He's in real estate. And later they'll be talking the chat about how he's going to be going to Las Vegas and she's going to be home alone for two or three days. That's when Rudy's going to pop over for sex. He's
1: doing some work in his
0: uh, den. And where are you calling from? In the
1: uh, living room it's a house phone a cell phone cell phone mm-hmm. that's yours mm, no. Oh, no that's a phone. okay not done well. i don't have a color id so i don't know the number so you don't know um how far is uh four miles from miami
2: i i don't know
0: and now he's pressuring the girl for an address he wants to know how long it is of a drive from Miami to Fort Myers. You'd think a 22, 23-year-old could figure this out on his own, but he wants the address. He wants to do as much research as possible to make sure this isn't some sort of a setup, a sting, a police operation, to catch a predator. A show he'll admit to me later that he's actually seen, which is why he was so suspicious probably. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Now the decoy with perverted justice doesn't want to give the exact address out just yet, because we don't want all these predators orbiting around our sting house. We want to control as much as possible the arrival times so we don't have multiple predators showing up at the same time, which happens. It just happened in the last sting. In Marquette, Michigan, we had two guys, and you can see that episode now on True Blue. This phone call is about to wrap up, but you can tell that Rudy's nervous. But he's hes hooked, though. He's going to come. He can't turn back now. I got to look the
1: probably Yahoo Maps or whatever to see if it's, um, if it's far away. I know it should be like three hours. Yeah, it should be like three hours. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, You want to hang up or? Do what? You want to hang up? Right now? I don't know. I don't want to get you in trouble.
0: I don't want to get you in trouble, but I'm okay driving two and a half hours from Miami in the middle of the night to have sex with you. (laughs)
1: Let me run to the bathroom. I'm going to go ahead and hang up. I'm going to go potty. All right. And I'll get back on the computer. Okay, that's good. I'll wait computer. for you, all right? All right. I yeah, just well, how do you pronounce your name again? Laney. Laney? Laney, yeah. Laney, all right. Okay, that's good. You don't speak Spanish, right? No. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I do speak Spanish because I'm from South America. That's fine. That's fine. I, I like that. That's good. All right, mommy. So I wait for you,
0: all right? Okay. Give me about ten minutes. Bye. 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 Mommy, M A M I. He talks about that in the transcripts. It's an affectionate Latin American phrase, "mommy." His little sweetheart. He has encouraged her. This decoy posing as a fourteen-year-old girl to call him Poppy, P-A-P-I, another affectionate Latin American term, and this goes on, call me Poppy, little mummy. it's part of the grooming process. He gets back online and the conversation continues as I mentioned for several days. There's talk about making love to the girl, on the beach. Oh, how sweet, she says. On the sand, he says. If you're as nice to me as you are here, we might, Poppy. I am. Okay. It's a trap, he says. I don't want to go to jail. What is? I'm scared, he says. What the fuck are you talking about? She says. Are you going to get me in trouble? No. Right? He asks. Um, okay, you're tripping. About what? I don't know. I ain't gonna tell my dad if that's what you're thinking. Tell cops. Are you a cop? I'm scared. He's been through this before. Yeah, because they are my best friggin' friends. Jesus, no, I'm not a cop. Lame. But understand me, Mommy. I would never do that to you, she says. I'm 22 years old. I can go to jail. I promise, she says. I'm not like that. This might be a trap. I've seen that on TV. People chatting, and then they meet, and it's a trap. I'm not a trap. I'm me. I hope so. But anyways, sweetie, sorry for thinking you're a cop. I'm going to go now. I need to go to the post office, he says. There's some more scheduling talk, a lot of back and forth, more sexually suggestive conversations. And then... Around 1 o'clock in the morning, in the heat of the night, in Fort Myers, Florida, here comes Elias Rudy Bellone. He said so he's making the turn. He's ner- nervous. He's in front of us. call out. Call out. That's Frag from Perverted Justice watching on the monitor, keeping the team informed that Rudy has arrived. Hey, come on in! He heard. Put the soap in Awesome. Back away. He's opening the door. He's in the laundry room. Laney, he asks. Now, Rudy has brought condoms and vodka with him. There was talk of the vodka in the chat. And he's driven his hot car. She said earlier that her bedroom was hot. And that apparently made him hot enough to come all this way to see a 14-year-old girl. The decoy moves into the next room, but continues the conversation, and Rudy is a little bit nervous. He walks in, he ducks back out, and we sort of think he might bolt.
1: Just sit down and watch TV for a little bit. I'll be right out. Where are you? Oh, I'm just changing my shirt real quick because I got chocolate on it. Just take a seat. I'll be right there. I made you some cookies. Did you bring me my drinks? Can you come out?
0: Can you come out, he says. He wants to see proof of life. And oh yes, he's carrying that rose I talked about earlier. He's going to award it to his mommy from her poppy.
1: No, be right there. I of a chain.
0: If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. At this point, I'm thinking there's a 50-50 chance Rudy's going to bolt. And that's enough for me to cut the conversation short. The decoy has gone back into the room from where I walked out. And he stops in his tracks. His mind is whirling. A lot of thoughts. Is it the cops? Is it Dateline? Who's this guy? But I'm in trouble. He knows that. So you do me a favor and come on in, will you bring your stuff in? It looks as if Daytona O2 has come bearing gifts. I ask him to inventory the bag of goodies he's brought to a 14-year-old girl he's going to sexually assault. What have we got here? What about condoms? Did you bring condoms? Yes, sir. You did? Yes, sir. He's going to admit everything now. Why don't you put those on the table? No, I said I carry them. So you brought a rose, alcohol, and some cotton. What does that add up to? I don't know, sir. I don't know, sir. I think we know. And at this point, we didn't know if he was married or not. He was making himself out to be this successful businessman. Party boy hitting the clubs on Friday night. Bottle service, two fifty dollars a bottle. But now he's going to be a little bit more contrite. And admit that he's in fact married. And that wife is not going to be pleased when she finds out. And it gets worse for him. Stand by. Then he reveals something we didn't know. I knew if something would happen like this, I would get in trouble because I'm married. You're married? Yes, sir. He laughs, yes, sir, I'm married. Now, he doesn't see any of the cameras yet, so in his mind, he's maybe not aware he's being recorded, his every word, his every move. He's about to learn. That's not what you said in the chat. No, no, I didn't say that, I didn't say that. No, but I'm married. You are married.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. But I really love her. The thing is that there thinks that we can get along
0: sometimes. And now he's going to let me in on his marital problems. Here's the thing. I love her, but sometimes we don't get along. Wait, so because sometimes you don't get along with your wife, you go out and have sex with a 14-year-old girl you met online, bring her vodka, a rose, and condoms? Come on, Rudy. Jeez. Now, what do you think she would say if she knew that you were coming here to have sex with a 14-year-old girl? She will kill me. I don't want to think about it. She will kill me, yes sir. She would kill me. I don't want to think about it. And if by some miracle, Rudy survives his wife's ire, guess what? Her dad has 10 brothers. 10 brothers. They will kill me. So I'll be looking for you. That's right. His father-in-law has ten brothers, and they'll all be looking for Rudy to kill him, he says. You should see his face. You don't even know, brother, the trouble I'm in. That's what it said. You say this might be a trap. I've seen that on TV. And then he admits that his inner voice told him this was a bad idea. And he makes another admission, a startling one. What did you see on TV exactly? Uh, that, well, in the news, actually, because the people get, like, uh, arrested because of chatting, like, with underage girls. Right. So you saw it on Dateline NBC? Yeah, yeah, news. Yeah, 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 the news. Here's the thing. If you ever want to know why we continue to do these investigations, Rudy is a prime example. He saw the show. He knows what could happen. He knows his wife's going to kill him. He knows that his father-in-law's got 10 brothers who all want to kill him now, yet he shows up at this house in Fort Myers, Florida, after a a two-and-a-half-hour drive to have sex with a 14-year-old girl. It's heroin to these guys. And it gets worse because we confront him. He leaves, and Rudy is arrested by the Fort Myers Police Department. Now, Rudy's got a whole lot of explaining to do, as you can imagine. Based upon what we know now, neither his wife nor his father-in-law's ten brothers were successful in killing Rudy. Rudy saw the writing on the wall and pleaded guilty, received nine months in jail, three years probation, and he got out after his nine months. Oh, and I should add one thing. He sat in jail for five days before he was able to get out on bond. And what does that tell you? His wife, his father-in-law, and his ten brothers, none of them, (laughs) rushed over to post his bail. He sat there five days before he got out. So he does his nine months in jail. He's got his three years probation. And during that time, Rudy violates his probation. It wasn't anything overtly criminal or violent, or it wasn't like meeting another girl or anything like that. He failed to report according to court records and address change. And he was violated by his probation officer in the court. He was arrested by ICE and deported to Ecuador. But that's not the end of the story, because just this past July, July 2023, a lawyer put in an appearance for Rudy in Lee County Court. Lee County is where Fort Myers is. And so we have reason to believe that there's some effort to either clear his record or prevent him from being deported again, or, or something having to do with this case, because Rudy is back working with this company, either his or a company that he's involved in with some other people, exporting high-performance auto parts to South America. And it's believed that this company is in the Miami area. Now, I have two phone numbers for Rudy, and I've not been able to reach him, but I'd like to know his story. I'd like to hear that he's stayed out of trouble, that he's learned a lesson. But mostly, my dark curiosity wants to know what his wife said and those 10 brothers of his Probably former father-in-law. It sounds like the blood of that family runs hot. Hotter than Rudy was for that 14-year-old girl. More of our story in a moment. As you know, I like to hear from you. And this week's question comes from Andy Hill in the U.K.
2: Hi Chris, I hope you're well. Thank you for all the work that you've done over the years in keeping people safe, and also for sharing your experiences with us through this podcast. It's really great to hear such an introspective and personal account of what's happened to you over your career. My question is around the way you present yourself during the confrontations with predators. So the way that you use your body language, your tone of voice, your vocabulary, your physical presence, your proximity, all these things. It's really admirable how you're able to combine these things to keep control of a situation, get somebody talking and keep everybody safe. I was just wondering if you'd had any kind of training in this area that had helped you develop those skills or if they're just things that come naturally to you. It would also be interesting to hear if you've got any rituals or preparations that you take mentally as you're about to walk through the door and begin the confrontations with the predators themselves also. Thanks again for everything. Stay safe and keep up the great work.
0: Thank you, Andy. That's an excellent question. You know, looking back from the very first investigation nearly 20 years ago to the current investigations on True Blue Now, a lot of this was on-the-job training. People ask sometimes, how come you never wear a tie? Well, it's it's not a formal setting. One. Two, I don't want the predator grabbing my tie. <laughs> you know? But some of this I sort of made up as I went along. They have a seat line was basically to control the environment. If you can get them to sit down on the bar stool, then it calms the situation a little bit and then you can have the conversation. Sometimes they don't want to sit down. We had a guy, a couple of guys actually, who got very rangy and very combative in this latest investigation in Marquette and you know, finally the police came in and cuffed him and sat him down and I got a chance to talk to them then. But they have a seat line, which has become iconic obviously, really was born from trying to diffuse the situation and just trying to get them in a space where they would talk to me. And I never tell them right away who I am because I don't want them to know. That's why I always say, I'll get to that in a moment. And before we worked with law enforcement, and before we were more closely embedded with law enforcement as we are today, we were very cautious not to make them think they had to stay, not to fool them into thinking we were law enforcement, which we still do today. The fact that I'm six feet tall, six three to be exact, is not unhelpful. It gives me a bit of a presence And I suppose in some cases can be a little bit intimidating. But I try to be disarming because I really do want a conversation. I want to get into their head and I try not to over talk. I try to let them go on as long as they will go on. And I listen for those moments when I need to interject and either call bullshit or confront them with what's in the transcript because they'll run you around in circles. And at some point, you just have to say, all right, it's my turn. And here's how this is going to go. And sometimes you get guys to break. Sometimes you keep working and chipping away and chipping away. I remember being in Dark County, Ohio, outside of Dayton. And a guy had driven all the way up from Cincinnati. He was a teacher in Cincinnati, private school. And he kept denying and denying and denying and denying. And finally, I forget what exactly I said, but I got him. And he took a big deep breath and a sigh of relief and he spilled his guts and said something to the effect of, you know, I've been chatting online a long time and I was getting older and the people with whom I was chatting were getting younger and I knew I was headed towards trouble. And he found it that afternoon. In terms of preparation, believe it or not, I still get a little bit anxious before I walk out I occasionally get short of breath, you know, not for any physical illness, just you you tense up a little bit. And so you breathe and you focus. And then in that moment, when you walk out, you are so focused that nothing really bothers you because we've planned this so well, we have all the contingencies in place that as edgy as it is and always will be, it's about as safe as you can possibly make something like this be. And let's be honest, the reason why some people find it so compelling is because it is edgy. And there is the potential for something to go wrong, and it is somewhat dangerous. And that's captivating, I suppose. But I feel safe. And I think the crew is safe. And I'd get in the way of trouble for any one of them because they're awfully damn loyal. As are you, and I appreciate that. You can find me all over social media. Official Chris Hansen on Instagram, at Chris Hansen on X, formerly known as Twitter, all over Facebook. TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. You know, I've got a bone to pick with TikTok. I think they're jerking around with our account. We'll put out a video on one day and I'll get 340,000 views, and the next one gets, you know, 10,000. And they will not verify me with a check. What's TikTok worried about? They've got all these other content creators who are exploiting their own children, the Ruby Frankies of the world. And yet here I am, along with my team creating awareness and a dialogue to keep children safe. And they're holding back my content. I don't get it. Also, don't forget to check out True Blue, my new streaming crime network. Watch TrueBlue.com, T-R-U-B-L-U for details. Brand new Predator investigations out now, along with a number of other films and documentaries. In the works. Very compelling stuff. It's my new home. And as always, you can find me right here at chris at com. I'll be watching and listening.